There was an idea. The two podcasters could join together and cover every single superhero television show and movie that exists. Scott and Chris combined their talents to form Binge Storm and to make this idea a reality. Then Barry Allen popped in and reminded us that short of having time-altering super speed, there's no way in hell we can accomplish that in one lifetime. We'll do what we can. So, anywho, welcome back to Weekly Heroics, a two true freaks guide to heroes on TV. <laughs> Welcome to Weekly Heroics, you motherless goat humpers, covering <laughs> Preacher Season 3, Episode 4, The Tombs. And I'm here with uh, just the hair metal hero uh, this week. We decided to do a, a solo binge storm thing, which actually means there's two of us. Uh, Back, baby. Yep. There's two of us. And uh, we're, we're going to get... Uh, Hopefully the Hughes uh, and maybe next week have, have sent out the call, um, and so we'll get some other guests here. Call and uh, I'm going to break some news wow. to you right now. You and you and Pat may have to take over for one week in uh, in August without me for when I do the vacation thing with the the lady. So you guys may have to. All right, all right. May have to hold the fort without me, but I'm sure we'll do fine. We'll make Pat do the recap. He's see what we can do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Thorough. But pretty interesting uh, episode, so let's get into it. Uh, we, we start off in hell, yeah. and a guard in hell, <laughs> a guard releases the Saint of Killers from his cell and takes him down to floor minus nine, or the ninth circle of hell, if you, if you know you're a Dante <laughs> and shit. Um, and the Saint enters a, a room filled with flames. And after some nice special effects, they they did some good special effects on this one. Good hell, yeah. uh, definitely not the just prison hell that we've seen before. They get, get a little God. more in the budget this year. God, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, we walk in, and Satan, literally like literal, you know, textbook Satan, is sitting there speaking on the phone to the All Father. So, hmm, on that one. And mm. the, the saint walks in, and um, Satan is actually played by Jason Doug. I could not figure out who this actor was. Uh, who is it? It's a guy named Jason Douglas, who's not huge, but he used to be Tobin over on The Walking Dead, so Walking Dead fans will know that. Um, and okay. Tobin just recently departed The Walking Dead as oh, okay. the time-honored fashion of actors departing The Walking Dead. Um, yeah, so he, he got... Ate and turned into a zombie over there and promoted to Satan, apparently. So not a bad gig. That's an upgrade. Yeah. <laughs> um, better to rule in hell than serve in heaven, I guess. <laughs> he admonishes the saint for breaking out. He's like, oh, you're the biggest badass in hell. Um, you know, but he's like, I can't have people leaving. You understand? Uh, he's also quoting some Midnight Run for us. Um, Charles Grodin, uh, Robert De Niro movie. Watch it if you've never seen it. Um, where else? Where are we? He's, uh, yeah, uh, Sydney, his little assistant, aka the Angel of Death, punishes the saint by whipping him in the back. And I just can't even express how much I freaking love this scene. Um, it actually makes me mad at the yeah, Walking Dead. It makes me mad at the Walking Dead for not giving this actor more to do on that show because he just chews the scenery up and spits it out in this. He's just the, one of the best devils I've ever seen. Um, 
Yeah, it's pretty good. I was actually talking to our, our regular cohort, Pat Delmore, about this, and he he was uh, he was like, "Oh, I'm kind of like he he likes the Pacino devils, you know, the the, the suave uh, humanish devils." But I'm like, "No, nah, man, I I love the cheese on this one. This was fucking beautiful." Yeah, this with this show, the the subtlety is not what you want. You want it over the top. Yeah, I mean, everything else like in hell has been pretty subtle. You know, it's just said it's been people in prison, you know, prison guards and and yeah, you know, uh, even you know the uh, the guy at the River Sticks was was just a regular working Joe. But th- this was full full up to eleven devil, and I loved it. <laughs> yeah. So we roll right into our credits off of that. Tulip is, uh, of course, holding Madame Boyd at gunpoint from last episode in her office. Demands to know how to break Grandma's spell on Jesse. And she tussles with and kills one minion, and then these big security walls drop down. Madame Boyd says, uh, you know, you're not getting out of here. And Tulip's like, uh, clearly you've never seen a cartoon. And uh, she grabs a machine gun and perforates <laughs> the floor, causing it to cave in and allowing her to escape the guards with Madame Boyd as her captive. In a flashback, uh, young Jesse MCs back in the day, as they like to show us on our title cards. Young MC is MCing a fight in the tombs, getting right into it, using some quotes from Gladiator. Uh, apparently, his favorite movie at the time. Yep. Uh, Jody and yep. T- Jody and TC are injecting the fighters with adrenaline as uh, audience members exchange bets, and the crowd cheers for Jody as he enters the ring to fight. After like the preliminary fight, then the winner's got to go fight Jody, and that usually mm-hmm. doesn't end very well for him. <laughs> Jesse asks uh, TC, no. he asks, uh, T- TC to select two prisoners for the next fight while perusing a lineup of prisoners, which has Hal, our, uh, our uh, pedophile uh, teacher. Science. Science. Science pedo. Yeah, science pedo. There you go. <laughs> Who, you know, begs to be next, and he's like, oh, no, Hal, you just got here. You're, you're just sticking around for a while. So they basically you know, <laughs> pledge to fight to get their souls back from Grandma. And TC correctly guesses that Jesse is going on a Terrible. date and uh, warns him to keep his date a secret from Grandma. It's like, that pretty girl wouldn't do very good down here. So, which kind of sets the stage for the whole episode of Jody's uh, motivation or Jesse's motivations and a lot of things. So, TC chastises Jody for killing yet another, but I can't patch up the dead ones, Jody. And Jody assures TC that Jesse will round up more fighters. Back in the present, a small crowd cheers as Cassidy and Hal fight in the tombs. Cassidy fatally bludgeons poor Hal in the head. And Jesse declares Cassidy the champion and announces that the next show will begin in one hour. And after Jody and TC leave, uh, Jesse swings a machete at Cassidy and Cassidy screams. And we don't get to see the immediate aftermath of that, but it's coming, kids. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Tulip is driving around aimlessly with Madame Boyd, uh, losing the Boyds that are tailing her. And Madame Boyd refuses to break the spell, and Jesse explains that Jesse is the worst person I have ever loved. And it's flashback time, kids. Um, yes, it is. In a flashback, young Jesse and uh, Madame Sabina Boyd uh, laugh at Kenny, who's Sabina's brother, who's regaling them with a story. And after a uh, very bold Sabina, she's like, tells her, this will creep me out. Like, do you really tell your brother? Yeah. It's like, we're, me and my boyfriend are about to fool around, and you go, please leave. But I guess that's the best way to, you know, to get a, a nonstop well, talker to yeah. leave. You know, make him think about his <laughs> sister about to, you know, fool around with someone. 
But after he leaves, um, yeah, but he's well, yeah, but he gives he gives <laughs> he gives Jesse the high sign like good luck. Yeah, you know, like, yeah exactly. Yeah, you may not know what you're in. For. A little weird. Yeah. Sabina kisses Jesse and gets undressed, and uh, Jesse, even young Jesse, has some very fine taste in women, I might add. Uh, and he, Jesse recalls TC's warning in his head, and he kind of breaks up with Sabina right there in an abrupt, harsh manner, secretly intending to protect her from Grandma. Back in the present, yeah. Tulip is kind of laughing at Madame Boyd's story. Uh, then we cut to Jesse and uh, Jody. They're out on a beer run or something, and uh, Jesse tells Jody that Cassidy will bring in a lot of money. He's like, we can just chop him up and get him going and fight again. Um, and he sees Jody light a cigarette with his father's lighter. Fuck communism. And uh, they actually did have... Yeah, we don't know it's his dad. In the show, we don't know it's his right, dad. Right, that's yet. true. Yeah, yeah. But it was, man, that was a geekasm for me. And I'm sure you too, just to see that. Far. Oh, dude. To- yeah. Well, yeah, seeing the the, hell, the hellscape vision and the fuck communism, I was like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, even though they, you know, network had to kind of chisel out the U part, you know, little censored job, but we know it's all good. Fuck, and we can say fuck on this podcast, so fuck you, AMC, for even doing that. But thanks for having the lighter in there. At least they got it. At least they got it on the air. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Still no John Wayne to speak of, though. Just saying, but I'm I'm getting more angry about that because I'm reading the comic again. <laughs> so while Jody buys uh, kegs at a convenience store, uh, Jesse opens the trunk, and Jesse goes to a shipping store across the street and tells the clerk he wants to ship something. And we find out that it's a dismembered Cassidy that he is stuffed into a box. <laughs> and just, I almost pissed myself during this scene. I did too. <laughs> and of course, tells Cassidy's saving his life. He, he seals up the box despite Cassidy's protests and addresses it to New Orleans. And, and we just can't overstate uh, the details of the scene. It was basically Cassidy just starts, like, I can think of at least 20 better ways to get me <laughs> out of here and <laughs> instead of, you know, having to chop me up. It's like, how about the skin yeah, suit? Like the skin suit. Skin suit method. Oh, hold on. I gotta let my neighbor in. Be right back. We're gonna make this right. thing for us. So. <laughs> uh, it's becoming a regular edit during the show. It's a regular feature now. <laughs> because you have to come in the late zone now while I'm casting. Get your ass in here. <laughs> You're not going to be able to hear him, but here, oh, this is my. You're going to hang the red light, man. Sing something real quick. Hey, okay. Yo. What's that thing? I don't know. You're just going to have to freeform something. I can do something. Uh, how about. Um. Give me something. Oh, I can't think anything. You constantly improv and stuff. All right. All right. Girl, I'm in love with you. This ain't the honeymoon. Past the infatuated face. Right in the thick of love At times we get sick of love It seems like we argue every day Yeah, I know I must behave And you made your mistakes And we both still got room left to grow And though love sometimes hurt I still put you first And we'll make this thing work But I think 
think we should take it slow. Yeah. I have the coolest fucking name, don't I, kids? It's uh, Donald Hale right there. Thank you. All right. That's the price for ringing my doorbell during my podcast. You got to sing. (laughs) All right. There we go. Back at it. (laughs) Sounds pretty good, doesn't he? Daryl? Yeah. Still with me? Oh, yeah. I'm here. (laughs) Musical interludes only here on Weekly Heroics. Two two freaks network kids, yeah. live podcasting, uh, and I'm completely lost. Uh, oh yeah, we we're doing Cassidy suggesting that they do the skin suit method, which he uh, he wrongly references Luke Skywalker. He's like, Luke, Luke did it. He cut that tauntaun open, and he was <laughs> yeah. able to escape the the planet. You know, no problem. And Jesse gets nerd points for the correct on that one and I said I almost pissed myself laughing he's like no you idiot Luke climbed into the tauntaun to keep himself warm (laughs) (laughs) and as he's finally packing Cassidy up he's just like cursing him he's like I hate your face right now (laughs) just just, you're completely evil I hate your face right now um so Madame Boyd tells Tulip there is more to her uh, history with Jesse, and we get another flashback of uh, young Jesse is emceeing a fight in the tubes, and Kenny barges in, very pissed that Jesse broke up with his sister, and Kenny begs for his life as Jesse uh, kind of strangles him to death, and, and he stands up, and yeah. Jesse's like, are you not entertained, and roars at the crowd with a smile. So Tulip accuses Madame Boyd of lying and orders her to get out of the car. And Sabina says that this place brings out the worst in him. And I actually, my brain started going, like, are they going to do something with, like, the cat, the hat is cursed or something and actually turning Jesse evil? But uh, we find out later it's more just... To- no, I don't think they're going there. It's- no, no, it's just ways of protecting everyone. Yeah. Uh, cruel to be kind in the right measure, as Nick Lowe would say. In the right measure. Yeah. Yeah. And... Uh, <laughs> Uh, so the shipping shipping store clerk finds Jesse's box empty and soaked with blood, and he just mumbles, like, I said no liquids, and a trail of blood leaves outside. <laughs> <laughs> In the tombs, TC and Jody discover that Cassidy has escaped by chewing off his own hand. Uh, Jesse announces to the crowd, or that's the illusion that Jesse's putting forth anyway. Uh, Jesse announces to the crowd that God has disappeared, and thanks to depraved people as themselves, and declares that the tombs are closed. So it's almost like Jesse at this point is like, you know, okay, I've got Cass safe. Uh, I'm just going to kind of fucking lay this on the table and see what happens. Mm. The crowd boos, but cheers again when Cassidy finally shows up singing, Oh, Danny Boy, (laughs) of course. And he also has a blade for a hand because Jesse had to leave his to sell the escape story. That's the way I read it anyway. Tulip uh, rests her head yeah. on the steering wheel and God cruises by briefly on his motorcycle. And Jesse knocks Cassidy to the ground after a nice little brawl and quietly warns him to stay down and Tulip returns to Angelville and finds the parking lot packed. Cassidy, of course, ignores Jesse's advice, keeps on fighting. And a good little fight ensues and Tulip enters the room and sees Jesse drive a stake into Cassidy. The tombs are back in business, <gasps> he declares. He orders Tulip to leave using the same method he did to protect uh, Sabina and the past basically it's like I'm gonna you know I'm gonna langel this is how it's always gonna be so it looks like Hal our science pedo 
uh, hobbles up to Tulip's car, but it is, lo and behold, Cassidy in a skin suit. Skin suit? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's very happy he was right about that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, see, always listen to Cass, except on that big Lebowski thing, my notes say here. Tulip escapes with Cassidy, and he suggests uh, several destinations for him and Tulip to escape to. But, you know, it's like, oh, you can go anywhere, Ohio. You know, I don't know why Ohio. But Tulip instead drops him off to a bus uh-huh. stop, and he's like, I love you, Tulip. And she replies that she doesn't love him back. Poor Cass. Yeah. Um, Cassidy. And Tulip clearly using, you know, trying to protect Cassidy, too, by being cruel to be kind in the right manner. <laughs> yeah, like I'm going to sing after... Janelle, that that's a mistake. Cassidy comp- contemplates using yeah. the love potion on uh, Tulip, but decides against it. Uh, instead, just saying we should have gone to Bimini. Cassidy boards the mm. bus, which is bound to New Orleans, and Laura Featherstone quietly sits several rows, rows behind him. Just dun, dun, dun. fucking psychic. Apparently, knew he'd be showing up there. I don't know. It's the Grail, man. Tulip goes to Jesse's room, calls him out for trying to protect her, and Cassidy, just like he tried to protect Madame Boyd when he dumped her, she demands to know what really happened to Kenny, and we get a slightly edited flashback, and Kenny is tackling Jesse in the tombs and chokes him, and Jesse is uh, begging Kenny to stop, and then begins to throttle Kenny in self-defense, and he reels from shock as Kenny rolls over dead, and Jody grabs Jesse's arm and roars, are you not entertained, to the crowd, cheers. So Jesse uh, and Tulip make up and kiss and, and other things, presumably, and they wake mm. up in uh, bed the next morning. And, and Tulip, just fucking hilarious episode all the way through. Tulip wakes up with a start. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oops, I left Madame Boyd in my trunk. <laughs> and she reveals finally that Jesse's spell can be broken if Tulip kills Grandma. And she assures Tulip she is trustworthy because the one person she hates more than Jesse is Grandma Langel. And our... Coda of the evening mm. is back to Satan and just some more great scene chewing by Jason Douglas and he instructs the angel of death to stop whipping the saint and uh, the preacher the saint growls and Satan gives him um, some files and two people are threatening his big beautiful expansion plans by escaping and we're assuming basically Hitler and Eugene and he agrees to let the saint have his guns back and kill any preacher he wants <laughs> if the saint brings the two people to keep him alive yep. As many as he wants. Yeah, it brings him back alive. Um, it's just kind of funny. I was like, you know, killing preachers, it's usually not something we can do around here, but these are interesting times. Uh, so the saint leaves Satan's office with bloody lacerations all over his bed, whipped right back, you know, ripped right to the bone, basically. Now, now just ripped one to question. The bone. Didn't his guns get slagged? So, I mean, didn't Tulip and Featherstone slag his guns or they were going to? I think they tried to. They tried to, but they they, they wouldn't melt. Right. Remember? Right. Okay. I'm just trying to remember, like, when when hell would have gotten those back. But maybe they were. Uh, Who knows? Yeah. Minor detail. Yeah, exactly. All we know is he's probably going to get them back. And and, then fun will ensue. So that's it. Um, yeah, um, I've I've seen some previews for yeah. the next yeah. one, and we're gonna definitely get some uh, All Father next next week. So that's gonna be fun. Um, the one scene I saw was uh, yes. Star congratulating him on his stomach staples holding or something like that as he's 
<laughs> eating an entire chicken or something to that effect. So, yeah, they're ripping that one right out of the books. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, this this episode, I mean, the, the whole tombs thing is not not uh, from the, the series at all, but it's a, it's an interesting departure. Um, it's a huge... Because, I mean, they really just, do... Yeah, go ahead here. I'm sorry. I mean, they just... Until, until they do flashbacks with Jesse's dad and more stuff of what uh, Jody and, and his grandmother did to him as a kid, you need, you need some more ways to, to pump up the villainy. Because yeah. um, when, when those other revelations get dropped, and which I assume is going to happen at this point if they show the lighter, yeah. Um, yeah, it's going to be, yeah. be awesome. I, just, I literally just got done with like the, the Angelville arc, which is pretty early in the comics, and uh, just, just yes, had forgotten is. how quickly it wrapped up and how meteor it is in the show. And it's just, even just all the characters are just, I, I just love what they did with TC and Jody, who are both radically different, but uh, I think uh, they... TC's, TC's, TC's close. I mean, TC's he's different. Just, Jody seems pretty much like Jody. Well, no, I mean, Jody in the comics... He's creepy is, in a different way. He's very slim and just, he's kind of almost too perfect in the comics, I think. I think he actually translates better on screen. <laughs> just as kind of a big, burly, yeah, redneck well, guy. He's a, he's a... Yeah, he's a bubba. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um, <Yep>. So it's just... <laughs> yeah, I hope they, they go all the way with the, the uh, spoilers. There might be a final uh, Jody-Jesse brawl that... Um, Ends up with, oh, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, you can't not do that. I, I mean, one episode is going to definitely be devoted to flashback. Yeah, I need to see and this, then, uh, this or that'll be intercut. With. Yeah, I need to see this Jody pull a, a, a fucking board with nails out of his own skull and be like, oh, that was interesting. Plant a two by four with yeah. nails. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, classic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know if we're going to do the same thing with with uh, with grandma. Uh, yeah. In the comics, grandma literally blew up um, and got sent. Oh, I yeah. Pieces. I can. I don't know if we'll do that or. I think that's we'll happening. Get a bullet through the the face by a tulip, or you know, it might turn bad again. We'll get tulip in the chair, and she'll get killed again. God'll have to bring her back. We'll see. We don't know, but it's it's. I I mean that's the thing. I it, and I think I've said it before. As as much as I love the series, and if you translated each issue and cut out some of the fluff, it would be great. But the fact that they're throwing stuff in that's not part of the series is, you know, one of the reasons why I keep watching. It's interesting to see I, how they're. I, I, I know they're twisting this, it a little this bit. This is like a, a Garth Ennis fucking blasphemy I'm about to commit here, but I almost like the series better <laughs> in some ways. Uh, I'm not going to say that myself. <laughs> Oh, it's just so. It's yeah, I can't go So different. Me. I mean, it's it's worlds. It's actually hitting probably more beats than like the Walking Dead adaptation does, as far as the comics, or it will yeah. ultimately. But it's just kind of so different. The character looks, you know, that it just it's so much its own thing to me. And going back and reading the books now, the books are almost a little boring because I'm just so invested <laughs> in, in these characters now. So it's like, oh, that's not my Jesse now. That's not Tulip. You know, that's not Ruth Nick is more so much more badass than Tulip is in the comics in a way. I mean, Tulip in the comics was an assassin too, but a very reluctant assassin. You know, this Tulip would fucking kill you on a dime. So... Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's fun. I'm, I'm still... Man, it's, I, I still am boggled by the fact that it actually, it's actually gone on the air. Man, yeah. like... 
Say right. I can't say it enough. This is everybody complains about everything being the same, and then something like this comes along. It's like then Fuck, this is what no. you should be watching. Yeah. That's why, man. I hate to admit it, but I, I've kind of given up on the CW soup shows for a while. I mean, I know they're all sitting there in in Netflix. I'm gonna finish them, but it's just yeah, like, I, I just I'm just not it's all just about a time like, thing with yeah, me too. Like I just I don't. Yeah, I, I'm just like yeah, I'm just so much more into the. You know the the I hate to say the dark and gritty. This is dark comedy, dark humor. But well, no, I mean that that's fine. That gives us an opportunity to talk about that fucking Titans trailer that came out today. Jesus, I, I, yeah, I still don't know how I feel about that. I, I never really. I I know kind of what the Marv Wolfman run. You know the kind of the most famous run of the Titans were in the comics. I know a lot it's, about it's, the, the Trigon story, but it's not. Yeah, yeah and there's there's serious stuff in those, but it wasn't anything that, it, you know, you couldn't give to, like, a 10-year-old kid and have him read, you know? I just don't know it's, why you it, lead with fuck Batman and murdery Robin in the promo materials. I just don't get it. Because it's edgy. I don't know. Oh, my God, everybody loves Batman, and he said fuck Batman. The, see, that I can forgive, because that's kind of Robin's almost his, you know, arc, isn't like he broke away from Batman voluntarily because... he. But he'd never vocalize it, so... And the show is... I know... Okay, so they took Teen out of the title. But it's just... Everything... It just looks so tonally off. Like, it doesn't have to be Teen Titans Go. Like, yeah. I get that. Yeah. But... You don't have to go all the way to the other end of the spectrum, yeah. <laughs> and Berlanti's involved with it, so, like, how did it get that dark, you know? Yeah, I mean, Arrow so, gets pretty dark. Um, but that's, so but that's Arrow. That, but, yeah. Man, like that's got precedence for having some serious gritty runs. The Titans was never that, you know, dep- just oppressive and depressing looking. Like Arrow's uh, gonna have Batwoman. And it's on just it. outside of Robin's costume. Arrow's gonna have yeah, uh, that's, lesbian Batwoman on it. So yeah, I hey, that's great. I just I know nothing about Batwoman. No, me either. Not the, like that iteration of it. You know, I remember like old '60s Batwoman they brought in for a few or something. That girl. Yeah, it was a Batgirl. I thought there was a Bat. Wasn't there a Bat family at one point? You know, seventies show. Like, I think sixties or you know, Silver Age. Well, weird. Uh, yeah, it was that, a different. You know, it was a different Batwoman. Batmite area era. Yeah, you know, when everything went kablooey. Yeah. Um, Why can't we get that show? Give us, give us Bat. I know. I might rather watch that than Titans. I, I don't know. <sighs> uh, yeah, I just I, I don't. I just can't stand that we still gotta skip around and watch all these superheroes on on TV and we can't see Batman. I just fucking cast a TV Batman already. Come on. Never gonna happen. <laughs> now they're just re- now again, would be the perfect time. They're launching their goddamn streaming service. How could they go wrong? Batman is the only fucking reliable thing that they do anyway. And, and Affleck probably won't be coming back from every you know, there's been like no word on that for a while and nothing really happening. From what I've I heard just, from I, Matt Reeves, and I, I don't, I don't care. I don't, I, and I, it's a shame because I loved Matt Reeves' two Planet of the Apes movies. But like at this point, I just don't care about. I Batman. don't either, and unless they like. Yeah. Ever, I, I'm cautiously looking forward to Aquaman, but just because I'm. I am too. I mean, look, it's if they're making it a big pulpy. Uh, just big fantasy underwater the rings under the water know, fucking a yeah washbuckling with sea monsters yeah, yeah and give it to me i, I mean they're gonna have some... giant sharks versus giant seahorse yeah well i just saw the this dragon so, i mean the, come on i'm sold the dragon horse seahorse that aquaman rides i just saw a picture of that today from 
Comic-Con, I nice. think. So that looked, yeah, I'm all in. and Got him riding nice. a fucking dragon seahorse. But but I just, yeah. they, they should, hopefully they don't tie that to anything else that's gone on in the fucking DCEU. That would be their best bet for Aquaman. Just let it be this big fantasy fucking thing. And then if you can do something else in, like, the Justice League, then you can grab him and he's not tainted by anything else. <laughs> Hmm. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, yeah I don't I'm, I don't get the Titans thing, man. I'm cautiously optimistic about Shazam as well. That looks like it could be it's gonna be super, super fun and funny, I would think. Um Which is fine with me. Like uh, you know, I, I mean it's it it does look like they're taking a little they're taking more inspiration from the modern yeah stuff, yeah. but I mean I would prefer not the whole Marvel family in the first movie. Right. You know. Just, you know, Billy would be fine. And Mark Strong is Dr. Savannah. It's like, yeah, yeah, he's a great actor. But honestly, like, why can't we just like, can you just get like Steve Buscemi and put like a ton of prosthetics on him and make him Dr. Savannah? Because that would be. You should have hired Chris Honeywell from day one on that one. But would we fucking. Oh, my God. He, yeah. Honeywell is Dr. Savannah. the leader of our podcasting networks, (laughs) which would make perfect sense. Yeah. I guess that would make you Mr. Mind then. Sure. Um, I wish I was small (laughs) as a worm. Yeah. Believe me, um, I just was still want to see Taki Tani or I, I fucking get the fuck out, but probably won't. I'm sure it'll get referenced. I don't think we're going to have a talking tiger, though, which that kind of bums me out. Shit. People love you know, fucking wizards. Love magic movies. Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter made a bazillion dollars. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Really can't go wrong with anth- you know anthropomorph whatever yeah. that fucking a word is anthropomorphic animals, animals. that was it yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep people love that shit they remake they got a fucking yeah. you know live action Dumbo movie now which I never thought was really necessary but the fucking Winnie the Pooh stuff it's not necessary good. the Christopher the, Robin oh, well, movie that's an original that's an original story at least right yeah but that's yeah that. That goddamn that trailer for the Winnie the Pooh stuff that that brought back up in me. <laughs> uh, that's great. Yeah, that's great. Can't wait for that one. Yours, my dude. Um, uh, oh, we're way off the track, but preacher, keep watching it, kids, and we'll keep talking about it. Um, damn, I got yeah. I got to bet we're gonna see some Hitler and Eugene next week. Uh, I would hope so. Which, yeah, I mean, it's fucking halfway through the season. They've been on the credits. Don't you mean Hilter? <laughs> Hilter, yeah. Uh, yeah. Hi, my name's Hilter. What would you like at our Starbucks? Uh, I hope it's fucking Starbucks that he's working at. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think he had a red apron on in the credits, so I don't think it's Starbucks. Oh, damn, damn it. it. He's Cinnabon. Maybe he works at the same Cinnabon as Better Call Saul does. Maybe kind of That's, they got blue and white colors. Cinnabon's blue and white. Okay, I've, I Starbucks is green and white. I don't think I've ever eaten at a Cinnabon's. Cause Dunkin' Donuts is orange and brown. <laughs> They're fucking delicious. They are. That's why I need to stay away from them. I, I spent yeah. enough money at freaking Honeywell's restaurant that he works at, barbecue place. I have to fucking pick him <laughs> up at four nights a week and walk in there and be like, oh, okay, don't order anything. Sure. <laughs> okay, yeah. Well, all right. We got to end this before this turns into an episode of Eat It. <laughs> yeah. Um, too much talk to food lately. And you're probably still on your carb diet, so. I am, yeah. Dropping weight. Dropping weight. All right. We'll be back again next week, kids. Yeah. Whenever next week gets here. Bye now. Excellent. Are you not entertained? <laughs>